Hello. Hello. Welcome to another episode of Balancing the Deficit. I'm your host, Cedric Cole. So, today's episode, I'm going to talk about the, uh, the Roe versus Wade ruling. This is where health policy and law, our daily lives just, you know, they, they intermingle. And what happens in the legislature just has an effect on our uh, day-to-day lives. So just to give a little bit of background, a smidgen of background on the Roe versus Wade ruling, you know, back in 1973, uh, this 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 precedence was made that protected a woman's rights for abortion. This precedence has been in place for for 50 years, almost. And just recently, it has been overturned. So. You know, don't don't you know, don't forget like the Supreme Court is a is a group of people. And the way that it got voted was five to four. It's a five to four ruling. Where five people said forget Roe versus Wade and four people try to protect Roe versus Wade. I think the part that astounded me the most was that Justice Amy Barrett uh, one of the ladies who was a supreme who was a Supreme Court justice, she ruled against a woman's right um, for abortion. She was the fifth in the five to four ruling. That's like Clarence Thomas saying it's okay to reenslave black people or take away black people's rights to vote. Just kind of strange to me. For the longest, Roe versus Wade abortion laws is something that I would never talk about because it's such an incendiary topic. So for the Supreme Court to establish a right and then take it away from people, it takes a lot of nerve to do that. You give people an option, a choice. And then take it away. Got a lot of... You catch a lot of heat for that. And as a matter of fact, if you feel like arguing or ruining your day, then that's when you talk about abortion laws. That's when you bring up Roe versus Wade in any election, period. However, just do in light of the recent events... I feel like this affects people's lives and is relevant today. So, with this ruling, they're leaving abortion rights up to the state. For me, it's it's one thing to be an established lady who has the financial means to take time off work, go to a state where the 
law official situation and you know do what you need to do have an abortion or whatever but it's a completely different scenario when you are younger than 18 you're more vulnerable a person may not have an income you may have parents who are not supportive of your wants and needs and you know they're not supportive or understanding so this overturning of roe versus wade has a major impact on the most vulnerable of the population in the u.s um as a matter of fact it is crucial for people to get information and we gotta pay closer attention to the laws of our state to the laws in the state that you live in because not every they're not the same they're not uniform I think that this provides an opportunity for a bigger role for sex education like not just how does your body work and function you know there has to be a means to educate people about the laws of their state when it comes to something as serious as an abortion. So this begs a question um, for states that are harsh on abortion rights, where there may be even like a zero tolerance of abortions, like under any circumstances, you cannot get an abortion. States like Louisiana, Texas, they are zero tolerance of abortion states and there's going to be more on the way so you have to pay attention to where you're moving and what states you're surrounded by so the question becomes what happens if a young lady is looking for an abortion in an anti-abortion state she gets one of these unsafe procedures done by someone who's not a health professional. She gets really ill and has to go to the hospital. Is she really going to be arrested when she's discharged? Overturning Roe versus Wade has the potential to cause unnecessary pain and suffering in a population and in women in general. So, you know, fellas, you know, we think to ourselves in that Roe versus Wade affects women mainly, and it doesn't have an effect on men. But lo and behold, if you get a young lady pregnant, and let's say that you're over the age of 18, if you're under 18, the grandparents, if the if both parties the man and the woman are under 18 then the grandparents are mainly responsible for the welfare of the child if one of the people are under 18 and the other person is older than 18 then again like your parents are responsible for taking care of a child but if both people are over the age 18 then fellas if you don't pay child support then you can go to jail so the way that Roe versus Wade can impact men is that there's there's drugs medications and procedures in the pipeline 
that are available. So more men may get vasectomies in order to prevent or in order to prevent having a child. Birth control options for men are in the works, such as pills and medications. I I've seen articles before where that might be an option for men. And you know, Roe versus Wade is bigger than an abortion because you put in the car before the horse. How do you develop a system where you can prevent pregnancies? The U.S. makes barriers to access to health care. It creates barriers to access for health care. For instance, in other countries, birth control pills such as progesterone are available over the counter. You don't have to go to the doctor's office. You don't have to make an appointment in order to get contraception, birth control contraception. But in the U.S., so many barriers. You have to undergo a physical exam. You have to go to the doctor. You have to get a prescription written out. Whereas if you go to a pharmacy in Mexico, just get some progesterone, and it's available to you over the counter. As a matter of fact, one of the things that had to happen was CVS, Walgreens, Walmart, Amazon, they had to place a limitation on the sale of Plan B pills due to a surge. People were buying the pills up and trying to limit supply so that they can just sell it on their own and jack up the price. So it's a little early to, to see, you know, like how this overturn of Roe versus Wade is going to play out. But other states, legislature, government, governances, they they have it in the worst to like overturn abortions in their state. So we as people, you know, we have to like, you know, vote vote for representatives who represent our ideals. Um, Michelle Obama wrote a lovely letter on Twitter uh, not too long after the overturning of Roe versus Wade where she uh, described her concerns and her standpoint views on abortion and pro-choice, pro-choice for women, you know, women's rights. And... I, I must say that it was, I agree with a lot of it. So some resources for people that, you know, they can just look at in in, court, in case you need more information about abortion and laws and, like, your rights, understanding your rights. You can go to Planned Parenthood. Another thing is Repro Rate Healthline, Repro Legal Helpline, Repro Legal Defense Fund. And, you know, you can also look at um, another website called, uh, another group called the United State of Women Reproductive Justice Hub. The United State of Women Reproductive Justice Hub. And, you know, just see how this whole abortion thing, you know, Roe versus Wade thing plays out. And, you know, like for me, I'm I'm definitely more so in the pro-choice camp. 
like different people have different scenarios, have different um, you know, situations that they deal with, and when you know contemplating whether or not to have an abortion. So it takes more than a conversation. Like it took 50 years to set, at least 50 years for Roe versus Wade to be in place and to be going. And since it's been a return, we're just gonna have to take it day by day to see how this affects people. But um. You know, like, just keep your head up and you know, tune in next time for the next episode of Balancing the Deficit. Peace. <laughs>